0: What's up guys and welcome back to another episode of Diamond Talk. This is episode 6 and we have been going at it for 6 weeks. Six weeks. I'm Jeremy Duran, Director of Baseball Operations here in the Zone. And alongside me as
1: always is Andrew Masses. Andrew, how are right. you? Doing well, Jeremy. Excited to be back once again. Week 6. Week 6. We've got is, a good topic. This is a good week. Uh, we got a good
0: topic. Just building off the last week, we were talking about private instruction and, and finding the right coach for you. Mm-hmm. But before we get into that, as I sit here right now on February 18th at one twenty-five p.m., it's officially opening day of college baseball around the nation. It's going to be a big year. It is. Uh, I think locally we have some good baseball teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and Seton Hall, Rutgers, Monmouth for that, NGIT looking to return to a, uh, another regional. Um, they were went out to the Fayetteville Regional last year in Arkansas. Yes. Um, Looking to build off of that. Rutgers with Steve Owens looking to build off some momentum as last year. They just missed the tournament. Um, but I think they're right there. they got some good players, like we mentioned before. Um, so I think it's going to be a good year for New Jersey baseball in a whole. Um, that just excites me. I, I'd i love to see it. Yeah, we, we at the college have been getting some, some work in as well. We've been practicing for f- five weeks now. Five weeks. Five yeah. weeks? Pitchers and catchers. Wow. Right? And this is our first, full, we just finished our first full week of team practice. So nice. it's going well. Uh, it's going good. I think we have a game on Monday, actually. So we, uh, we're we rolling. Today, uh, we, got, we got a little bit of a, a topic here that, it, again, it's, as always, it's for parents, coaches, and players. All aspects will get hit, um, and all aspects will get touched on. Yeah. Um, but specifically, it's what to look for during team practice or a team training. Now, this is important, um, and, and a couple of quick things I want to point out right away is not to be selfish during team practice. I think we I think we'll start there. Um it's not private instruction. It's not a one on one lesson. It's not a certain time slot where you have a coach individually. Mm-hmm. That's at a different premium. That's at a different um what's the word that I'm looking for?
1: Different setting, different, different place. Yeah different, different time. setting
0: different place, different a hundred percent there. Um, you know don't be selfish. That's that's key. Right? Usually you have two to three coaches with you out of practice that are trying to hit key points with everyone else there mm-hmm. um, it's time it, at that point in time it's time for a full team scenario, right whatever the case is absolutely one on one um and I start with that because sometimes you see p- players and parents and even coaches mm-hmm. fall into that trap, well, he's not working with my son or. He's not working with my daughter, or why is he working with my only my son and not everyone else is, or why is right. he working with that person and not mine? So if you're a coach and you're conducting a team practice, mm-hmm. remember, it's not a one-on-one lesson. Nope. If you're a parent and you're watching a team practice, it's not a one-on-one lesson. And if you're a player and you're in um, participating in the team practice, it's not a one-on-one lesson.
1: Right. So, I mean, from a coaching standpoint, I think it's important to remember that because you know, you might want to give that extra work to that player that really needs it or really deserves it. Um, And this is not to say that you can't take them aside and talk to them after a drill or something like that, but it's also important to remember that everybody else there needs the work too just as much. Um, So make sure everybody's getting their reps in, getting their work in. Um, And you know what? stay after five minutes have a conversation with them afterwards Mm. uh get to the next practice a little bit early work on work on some stuff with them before practice or after practice that's the time to really do that um you know my my college coach um was really big on that and he was all of them were really great on hey if you want extra work just let me know just let me know and i'd be happy to do it with you be happy to figure out how to get that done and and you know we'll we'll get you get you that practice time um, take each other out there, you know, as, as a player, take, take your teammates out there before practice or after practice, stay later. Usually a lot of the times you can do that, especially if you're out on a field, you'll have that opportunity to hit each other ground balls or toss each other some extra BP. Um, you know, coaches love to see that kind of stuff, first of all. And then the, the other quick thing I wanted to talk about from a don't be selfish standpoint from a player I actually want you to be selfish in a way. I want you to not be selfish by taking reps away from other people. Don't take reps away from other people. But you have to be selfish when you're in the cage or when you're on the mound or you're out on the field getting your work in to not let anything else distract you from those reps. Make sure those reps are the best reps you can possibly get every single time in practice Mm -hmm. so that when you get to the game it becomes second nature. Mm -hmm. So that you know you can leave that practice saying sure i only took let's say i only took 50 to 75 swings today at a, at a strictly bp practice right 70 may, maybe a little bit more than that 75 to 100, 100 probably mm-hmm. yeah right which might sound like a lot but at the end of the day it's not that many right. um for an hour and a half two hour practice and if you're not making the most out of every single one of those swings you're not getting everything out of that practice.
0: Right. I think the key there is, is, is quality over quantity. Absolutely. Um, it always should
1: be. Right. But the time for more quantity is also in the private
0: 100%. lessons. 100%. You don't want to um, – actually, you just hit it right on the head, right? The time for quantity is during a lesson. The time for quality is during BP. right? Mm-hmm. That's when – especially before a game, right? That's your time, your sacred place to – get the best swings you possibly can to get mm-hmm. warmed up for a game mm-hmm. you just don't want to take a hundred hacks that throw you out of the way nope right it's like we talked about last week figure out your swing whatever your swing is right right and the way i like to do it before a bp before a game and we're there two hours early before a bp for a bp session i like to start off with a situational round mm. Right. it gets our body moving in the right direction we're swinging and not only it helps us Help, it helps with our hands, right? It helps us guide where we want the ball to go. So I like typically start with like, two get them over, two bunts, infield in, infield back, squeeze, and then get out.
1: Right. Have a mindset right. for it. Make sure you know what you're going to do going into that event. So.
0: I know. And that right there is perfect, right? The mindset, the perfect plan before you go into any specific day. And not just before a certain game or anything. Have a plan. For every time you step foot on the baseball field, every time you go into a training practice, every time you go into a practice in general, what's your goal for that day, how you're going to achieve it, and mm-hmm. what steps are you going to do to get there?
1: And yeah, I mean, that's that's a that's a great mindset to have as a, again, like we said, as a coach and a player. Um, you know, you want to have your, your plan as a coach going into the practice. You want to try to not free ball as much as possible, but adapt when you have to. Um whether that's writing out a plan before practice or, you know, understanding what the goals of the practice are. Sure. Uh, if it's a situational batting practice, a regular BP, just trying to get swings in. Um, give your guys stuff to do on the side. Have as little standing around as possible. Uh, and then, you know, as a player, go into that batting practice with the mindset of, okay, this is what I need to get out of this right. practice. This is what I know I need to work on here. So I'm going to take the best swings I can working and focusing on these things, X, Y, and Z, and then also understanding the goals of the practice as a team sure. and from, that your coach might have for you sure. guys individually or, again, as a whole.
0: And, and, and that goes back to what, you know, now as a coach, like Andrew just said, set a goal for the day, right? You may go into any specific day, let's say it's a June 24th, a Tuesday, any Tuesday of the, of the year. And you know that day is okay. What's what's going to be my main goal to my main goal for my team today? And for everyone's different because you may be coming off a game where you have some issues that you have to clean up, and it may be base running or maybe sign you know communication or maybe signs between the pitcher catcher and middle infield, right? But go into a practice and say to yourself, okay, we need to clean X Y and Z up, and by the end of this practice, I need X Y and Z to be cleaned up for my next game. You don't leave your practice until that gets done. But with that said, have steps of how you're going to get it done. Mm-hmm. That's what your practice should revolve around.
1: Try to progress everything as much as possible. Start from a you know a solid base and and work your way up th- to the more difficult things. Uh, same as you would if you're you know doing a an individual lesson or a private lesson or strength and conditioning training stuff like that. You know you want to progress everything.
0: Right. I mean, you hit that right on the head, Andrew. And another thing I want to emphasize—maybe you could talk more on it. Players, don't be afraid to ask questions.
1: Right. They, they, you know, guys and girls, don't don't be afraid to ask questions to your coach about why am I doing this drill? Why are we doing uh, this session? What is why is this a goal for this session? How did we get to this point? Um, you know, that's a really great question to ask your coach, and and elaborate. Have them elaborate on it so that you have a better understanding and idea and mindset going into that practice so that you can now focus your energy on okay how do i how do i achieve my goals for practice under the umbrella of the goals of the team for right. practice it it allows you to focus a little bit more and and you know really hammer down what you want to get done there
0: and not to mention there's a goal that your coach is trying to achieve and hopefully more times than not the goal that he's trying to achieve is to help you and your teammates. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing something completely different or out of the ordinary and that's not online with whatever your coach wants you to do, mm-hmm. it's going to mess up the, syst- the system. It's going to mess up the goal for the day.
1: Right. And, and let your coach know. Maybe you're, you're getting into a, uh, a cage with your coach and they're doing front toss and everything like that. Let them know, hey, coach, can you just be mindful of this? This is what I want to work on. While I'm in the cage with you, can you just tell me if I'm actually getting that done? Right. Can you tell me if I'm, you know, stepping in a straight line? If I'm driving through my backside all the way? If my hand path is a little bit off or whatever it is? Right. So.
0: And, and, and another thing to just to raise a point, <clears throat> you know, and and to circle back on what we said, coach gives you instructions, mm-hmm. and you do the exact opposite. You're going to mess up the drill. Right. A coach will be more upset if you messed up a drill while he's trying to implement it mm-hmm. rather than you um raising your hand and asking a question and maybe what you think is a stupid question or right. dumb question it's okay if you don't know right. say hey coach i don't understand you got to say it again and, or and, i didn't hear you say it again
1: and again that's not to say don't be afraid to mess up the drill but make sure you know what you're going to be doing right. beforehand don't don't be the don't be the player that sits in the background and is you know, watching something else, not paying attention sure. when coach is explaining the drill, and then you go in there, like, what are we supposed to be doing? Nah, I'm sorry. Next guy. Right. Get next, out. next player. Get out.
0: That's more frustrating to a coach more than anything. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Because we'll never... I, I'm sorry. I'll never get on one of my players for messing up physically. Right. No, you can't.
1: Everybody I, does. I'll
0: it. get on them for messing up mentally mm-hmm. because we can, I can control that. Right. I can't control what you do in the field, so I'm not going to... You, you can't... You just made an error get off the field right or No. you can't throw strikes get off the field mm. or you just walk the guy get off you mm-hmm. didn't catch no, no no that's a part of the game right it's right. part of the game to mess up and to make mistakes so like you just said don't be afraid to make mistakes but don't also have mental mistakes
1: right limit the amount of mistakes definitely the mental mistakes you know everybody has a day where they're off a little bit whatever but you know, you really got to make sure you're focused and, and locked in on that, right. on, on what coach is talking Guys, about. Guys, it's,
0: it's an hour, to th- hour and 30 to about two hours of practice time. If you can't focus for that amount of time, you know, then we have a bigger problem here. Right. And that's no, don't notice, no disrespect to anybody, but we just have to make sure that we're in focus throughout the whole practice because we have to achieve our goal that we set in place. And that goes mm-hmm. back to what you said about coaches have a practice plan out that day.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: You know, and that's something I enforce every day. Our practices, especially, you know, it's something that we're going to start doing at ITZ, and it's something that I do at the college now, right? We have a practice plan every day. Right. And some of those things on the practice plans we do every day, like meditation, we do that every day. Mm -hmm. PFPs, we do that every single day. Right. Uh, Individuals, we do that every day. But there's about two or three other things that we don't do every day that they need to know. Right. So that they're prepared that day, Mm -hmm. Um, and that they're ready to go that day. Uh, and they see it, too, right? So if, if someone needs to get go to the trainer before practice, say, hey, let me go to the trainer two hours before practice so that I'm ready to go by 1 o'clock when we start PFPs or when we start rundowns or whatever the case is. Um, and you know what? A lot of the times in defense of the players and sometimes coaches, if you're doing something for the first time in mm-hmm. a season, mm-hmm. it gets a little foggy, right? It, gets a little, it doesn't look as good as it would if you're doing it for the – Sixteen times during the season. Right. So you're naturally you're going to mess up the first time you're learning something new.
1: Right. So can I can I add something of to course, that though? Of course. Because I agree with you. However, there is a, a small caveat there. Right. So from your perspective as a college coach, you know you have guys that have been there for a year, two, three years now. Right. Juniors for uh sophomores, juniors, and seniors, um. Where you expect them to take control right so i think the setting is important and you know the the actual environment environment that we're talking about here is is specific yeah. if we're talking youth teams and everything like that you know new coach new new team um new drill yeah it's going to take a little while but guys if if you, this is not your first time doing this drill make it look that way right okay make your coach be proud of something for that Okay, have them be proud of you for, for knowing the drill, knowing what you're supposed to be doing, getting in there, getting it done, and setting a good example for your new teammates, your younger teammates, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, again, just have that focused mindset of, uh, of getting your stuff done when you need to get your stuff 100%. done. 100%.
0: Hundred percent. You know, like main just really the main focus. Don't be selfish, but be selfish when you have to. Right. Always have focus and always have a plan for that day. Mm-hmm. Um. Second key thing that I want to do that I want to mention about team practice, and about not being selfish, is it's a good time to help your teammates. Mm-hmm. Right. You may see you may have saw that you know the previous tournament or the previous game, your teammate was was not doing something correctly or he didn't know a certain sign or he didn't you know he was booting a couple balls. Well, that's your time to talk to him right see how he's feeling see what happened and maybe you have something that you that can help him because for whatever reason you may have slightly more experience than him or it happened to you already and you can help him deal with it Mm -hmm. helping your teammates and sort of creating that bond there is key during a practice as well
1: Mm -hmm. absolutely um and you know some people might think that you know, they, they don't want to be pushy with it. They don't want to take over, feel like they're stepping on somebody's right. toes. But I can guarantee you, if you pro- if you approach that situation the right way, your teammates are all going to think much more highly of you, mm-hmm. and they're going to appreciate it a lot. Yeah. You know, because it doesn't just affect them. Right. I don't remember if we said this in the last one, but baseball is the biggest individual team sport. Yep. You know, everybody has to do their job together. all the time yeah. together. In the you know in the same direction in the same way to be able to make sure that that team has a nice victory. Right. Um, so it doesn't just affect them; it affects you too. Right. Right. So you know, take be friends with the guy, even if you're not friends with him. You're still on the team together. You know, you have to put aside those differences to make sure the team gets things done yeah. and, and, and has the the best showing yeah. possible. It's
0: it's like we use the analogy all the time. If you have twelve guys in a boat all rowing in the same direction, and the 13th guy is rowing in the opposite direction, it's going to throw you off. Mm-hmm. Just the same thing with baseball, right? We all need to be moving and throwing and rowing in the same direction. Always. Because if one guy not doing what he has to do, everything gets thrown off. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that happen. I've seen one guy be a poison to a team.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: And, and what he does affects the rest of the team, even though it's one
1: player. Unfortunately, I think more people can say that than not.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, we see it all. That, like, you think we're joking? Ask anybody. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's ever been in a baseball, team, any parent, player, coach, one. It all it takes is one. Mm-hmm. It only takes one player, one person to mess up a scheme, mess up what you're trying to achieve that given day, that given week, that given month, that given year. Mm-hmm. It just Absolutely. takes one person, and it it could take the wrong person. You know, just yesterday I was. Reading something, now that we're talking on roles of leadership, um, Nick Saban gave a speech, wherever he was, I'm really not sure, but it was a leadership speech. And he brought up the Henry Ruggs incident that happened, mm-hmm. who is now in jail for what he's done and mm-hmm. whatever the case is. Um, the moral of the story is, Henry Ruggs was out d- late drinking one, one night um, and decided that he was going to get in a car. and mm-hmm. uh, That a- ended in a tragic um, death mm-hmm. on the street because he was driving under the influence, at 156 miles an hour. Right. Nick Saban went on to mention, now remember, this is one of Nick Saban's players, okay? Mm-hmm. He went on to mention that if there was just one person mm-hmm. that might have his, taken his keys away mm-hmm. and told him, hey, you can't do this right now, it's not, it's not a good time. Right. He, Henry Ruggs would have been mad at that person, rightfully, not rightfully so, but he would have been mad at that person who took the keys right away. Right in that moment, I think. In that moment. Say, yeah. But he would have been in a better situation Absolutely. now than what he was before absolutely right so um you know all it takes is one person to step up and just be that leader for your team mm-hmm. and and knowing that your teammates have someone to bounce ideas off of have someone to go to to ask questions or or you know you know just be i guess the word is nice guy that i'm trying to look for to just to help out mm-hmm. and i think the problem that we see now is everyone wants to be mr cool guy everyone wants to be you know class clown or team clown right nobody wants to be that person nip you in the butt say hey listen we, we got to go here we, we're, we're doing right. something right you got to cut it out or n- nobody and I don't know why that is
1: because it, it takes you know guys all it is it, it, like Jeremy just said it takes one guy and that one guy turns into two guys that two turns to three yep. three to four you know and it just it starts to carry over yeah. if everybody's there for the right reasons you know and, and you guys can make sure that your teammates are there for the right reasons mm-hmm. get on them for things that they're not doing. Uh, you know help them out yeah don't be a bad teammate and call them out for something you know unless they need to be called out sometimes people need to be called out but the first approach in, in my mind that i think you should try is you know take them aside and, and like try to help them out yeah you know especially the older kids obviously you know 9 10 11 you Baseball is a little bit different. Oh, it's a little. We're, you know, we're talking for the high school guys, fourteen-year-olds, high school guys, college guys. And and, um, and
0: and listen, I'll tell you this right now, especially for my four, my high school age players, out in the zone, and anybody in high school listening. If you're that leadership guy on your bench on your team, and mm-hmm. you, honestly, you do not have to be the best player on the team. No. Don't think that you have to be the best player on the team. But if you're that leadership guy. Imagine what a college co- a college coach is going to call your high school coach and hey coach, tell me about Andrew Masses. Right, coach, I'm going to be dead honest with you. He don't get a lot of playing time, but he's the first guy up. But he's the at, guy you want on your in team. between innings. Mm-hmm. He's he's always encouraging. He's always helping people when they're down. He's always, you know, being a good leader, being a good teammate. That right. I guarantee they'll take that guy ten times out of ten. Why? Because they know they can rely on somebody like that, mm-hmm. rather than someone who's hitting 350, 100 bombs, but is kind of a an a-hole, for lack of a better term. <laughs> you know? No, no, it's, it really, really, it's, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. truth. It's the truth. And, you know, i, I also seen that play out in, in many ways, and I've seen very good players with bad attitudes try to get to certain goals, and they could have gotten it, but with the attitudes they had, you know, it's, it's cancerous for a team to have someone like that. Mm-hmm. And especially college coaches don't want to deal with it. Their job is to run a baseball program, be mm-hmm. successful, mm-hmm. and do it all over again. Their job is not to, to you know, play counselor or try to calm you down or right. they don't care there's if, you, <laughs> if you're a good baseball player with a bad attitude i guarantee there's 50 other baseball players in your own state with the same ability that you have mm-hmm. guarantee mm-hmm. guarantee
1: yep baseball it's it's a big sport and you're not the only one right. um so make sure you make the most of every chance you get and uh and and do the most with it
0: on the um teammate, topic here i want to now segue to my next point and it's practice is almost a team bonding experience and Mm -hmm. again just to recap you know today's episode is about practice in general and and the benefits of practicing and making sure the emphasis on it um so all this has to do with practice and what what it means of being a part of a practice Mm -hmm. um it's almost a team bonding experience right as as a coach i would love for my practices to be fun all the time right but in reality, it's not going to happen. And mm-hmm. some we're gonna have some down times when we're down and we're not doing much, and then we're gonna have some practices where it feels like a machine. Um, as like I said, as a coach, I try for that to be my practice ten times out of ten, but it doesn't ha- always happen that way. So with that said, you know, you're playing with a guy two, ten feet away from you that you know you're gonna be playing with for a majority of this time. If you're playing a fifty-six, 56 game season like we are, mm-hmm. right, you got to get along with him. You got to. You you have to be there Find with Find some him. common right, ground. Right. Yep. You know, it's the same guy that when you guys have to turn a double play, he's going to be the one finishing off your double play or vice versa. Absolutely. Um, you're going to be with these guys for a majority of the season. Find a way to have something, like you said, common with them.
1: Mm-hmm. Find something in common, you know. Just work together. Find something that you like together. Mm-hmm. Find something that you hate together. You know, just guys, being good teammates goes a really long way and you know, have friends on the team. Obviously, when you're playing club ball or travel ball or town ball, whatever it is, it's easy because you have all your friends from town, home there. You know, once you get to high school and college and stuff, you don't really know these these people right away. Right. Uh, so it's important to develop good relationships with your teammates um, as quickly as you can. And and that bonding experience, guys, it's what is it? It's, isn't it the uh, the naval seal uh, the Navy SEALs? Um, motto embrace the suck yeah right so y- you want to embrace the suck together because honestly sometimes practice just isn't fun and it's a lot of hard work but that hard work together on that team makes your games that much more fun yep and that's the goal of your coach your coach i promise you is trying to make that practice as hard as possible they don't want to kill you they don't want to make it not fun yep. but they want to make it so that you guys are working as hard as you can mm-hmm at all times so that when you get to the game, you can have fun, you can relax, you can not sit back, but you can enjoy the experience of playing in a baseball game, playing in a softball game, you know, not having to think too much, knowing where you are, knowing what's going on, knowing that the guy or girl next to you is going to pick you up when you're down, have your back when you miss a play, and you know what, be there to cheer you on when you have an awesome play, Mm -hmm. when -hmm. you hit that home run, when you make that diving catch, when you you know shut the door to close the game something like that right you know that's that's the fun stuff
0: absolutely and uh another key thing as a coach now try to do whatever you can to make at least one point in your practice competitive mm-hmm. right build a competitive culture within your players have them in certain situations that they would be in a game so that when they get to a game they're ready for it and they're not sort of caught by surprise.
1: Right. I know we probably sound like a broken record right. saying that, but it's important.
0: All right. And, and, and have a competitive nature. It helps build a competitive mindset. Mm-hmm. And again, they're ready. The, the the readiness they'll have when they're actually in that nature, they'll be good for it. Um. It's like it's like anything else. Practice is a great time to figure out your team plays. Mm-hmm. I'm talking first and third bunt plays, some offensive plays that you guys may run. You know, wheel plays. Whatever the case is. Figure out your team place, and make sure that when you're at in that space for however long you're doing it, mm-hmm. it's figured out. Yeah, it's the worst thing that when you put on a play mm-hmm. and you just completely don't know how to run it as right. a team.
1: And that goes, and that also goes back to being smooth with your teammates and you know knowing everybody else's strengths and weaknesses. Um, you know, is your catcher an absolute cat behind the plate? Can All he right. get out there to field that bunt quicker than your pitcher can get down mm-hmm. there? um and actually now that you
0: said that keep going but i have that as my next note
1: (laughs) figuring out your team right yeah so i mean just you know that that way kind of something similar to what i mentioned in individuals last week um about you know learning your own strengths and weaknesses with your individual coach your private lessons whatever it may be individual Mm -hmm. work um cheating over if you have to Mm -hmm. on certain hitters uh, knowing that your teammate has to do that. Right. Uh, knowing that if you're a center fielder, knowing that your left fielder is a little bit slower than your right fielder or vice versa, mm. and knowing that you're going to have to cover more ground going left than right. Yeah. Um, so it's, it, you have to know yourself first, and then once you get to team practice, you have to know your teammates.
0: Yeah. And it's important to know, like you said, how your team plays. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm the starting shortstop, and I know that my third baseman's in mobile to his left. Mm-hmm. Well, I need to know that. I need to get behind him when that ball goes to his left just, just so I'm ready to get there. So if that ball goes by him, who's there? Me, I back him up and we're there. Mm-hmm. Granted, you should be backing him up anyway, but just that much more of an emphasis. Mm-hmm. Same thing with center fielders. You know, if If you're playing center field and you know your left fielder can't get to a certain ball, he's there. Right. And I hate to cut you off, Andrew, but as we're filming this today on Friday at 3.08 p.m., Tyler Chirruti, uh 12U Knights Cooperstown player here in the zone, just walks into our podcast room. And he's now sitting down. It looks like he wants to talk in the microphone.
1: It looks like, Ty, Ty you, you going to you gonna join us here? You can come on in. That mic's on. The mic's yeah. hot. Oh, hey. There he is. Can you hear him? Go ahead. Say something, Ty.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, I can hear him. Not yeah, we're boy. Good. Ty, ah, what's c- up? What's going on, man? Um, hey. n- not much. I
2: was did a lesson
1: with Coach Andrew. It was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. I appreciate so, that. Coach
0: Andrew's right here. Just so you know, you don't have to say, use his name in third person. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna say to him. Um, so you got a tournament this weekend, yeah?
2: Yeah. You excited? Yes.
1: What are you? Uh, what are you excited for?
2: Um, Ty,
1: I Ty, Ty go ahead and get a little closer to him. mic.
2: Playing with my teammates. There you and go. Playing baseball, cause we haven't played that in since fall.
1: Mhm. Yeah, you guys haven't played since uh, what the beginning of November, right?
2: The end of November. So end, end of November.
1: You guys. Oh yeah, you guys were. Ripkin. Yes, that's right. You guys went down to Ripken, I forgot about that.
0: So, have you been working hard this off season? Yes.
1: What have you been doing?
2: Um, I've been doing. Uh, I've been doing lessons, and I've been doing a lot of winter trainings. Yeah. mm
1: mm-hmm. Mhm. I know you've been working out and stuff, too, separately, yeah. doing a lot of uh, strength and conditioning and speed yeah. and agility stuff, yes. and we've had a lot of good pitching lessons.
0: What are you, aside from this weekend, what are you most excited for this spring and summer?
2: Um, going to be with, on a team again and having fun playing baseball.
0: So you're not excited for, like, Cooperstown or, you know, any of your tournaments, just playing being on the baseball field? Yeah. Wow. If I was 12 years old, I'd be excited to go to Cooperstown.
2: Well,
1: I am, but I was going to say, you're not excited to go. To, I think you're excited to go to Cooperstown. I think you're.
0: So. I think you just don't know what's going on. And you kind of just kind of a microphone thrown on you. And it is what it is, but um so tomorrow you're going out to Pennsylvania to play an indoor dome tournament. Yeah. How do you think the weekend's going to go?
2: Um it's going to be different. I've never played in a to- dome. Sure. I've only played in a I only practiced in a dome. Mhm. But um, I think it will
1: be a cool experience. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's definitely definitely adjustments, I'm sure, to be made. I've never played a game in an actual dome myself either. So
0: You've been to a dome while a game was going on.
1: Yes, that is true.
0: All right. Uh, what are you most, I mean, I don't want to say nervous because you shouldn't be nervous as a baseball player, but what's something that you didn't do well last season that you think you're going to do well now?
2: Doing good under pressure. Under I pressure. Haven't, I haven't ever done good under pressure.
0: You've never done good under pressure.
2: Well, I just... They get too antsy, and then I swing at pitches everywhere. Oh,
0: all right. So, so all you've right. been working on that? Yes. Good. Well, Tyler, we appreciate you checking in on us. We appreciate you walking in. You actually caught us right at the end of the show. Shows, folks, as always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to reach out to the show at at com. Again, at diamondtalkshowatgmail.com. Drop a comment, drop an email, let us know what you're feeling, what you're thinking, how your season's going, if you've been training, how that's going as well. And if you want to train with the best, come to Zone in Flanders, New Jersey. Folks, that's all we have today. Stay tuned for next episode. I have been saying it for quite some time, but I really think we're going to have Jeff Palser, head coach of Bernardsville High School, in next week. Um, he's freed up some time in his busy, busy, busy schedule. We feed up some time in our busy 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 schedule so we're excited to have him on stay tuned andrew as always thank you brother thanks jeremy thanks good luck this weekend hope you do well and stay tuned for the next one